Brains on sleeping. Um, shower, brush teeth, TV, nightly bathroom trip. My name is Sam, age seven. My name is Jack, age five. We're brothers. I go to sleep before him. He'll go to sleep like a few minutes after we get into bed. I first cuddle up with my sort of die animals. Like after my eyes get tired, I go to that's a pretty good sign of me going to bed. And then I'm out. He passes out. That's my happy moment. I like to draw before I go to bed because my favorite activity is drawing. You're looking at a sheet of monsters. Grasshopper spider, weird worm thing, ghost creature, ghost with sharp teeth, and some weird head creature. Good night. Is it coming yet? Listening to Brains On, a show featuring awesome kids and the stuff that makes kids awesome. Today, we're exploring sleep. We have some questions. It's okay to stay up late, right? Is it possible to control your dreams? Do all animals sleep? Why do we have to sleep anyway? We'll answer all these questions and more. Keep listening. It's time to get our brains on. Bloom, and today my co-host is Autumn Haig. Hi, Autumn. Hi, Molly. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm eight years old. I go to Eagle Creek Elementary School in Shakopee, Minnesota, 55379. I'm in third grade. Um, so would you say, in general, do you like sleeping or not like sleeping? Um, I love sleeping. Why? Because um, my bed is so comfortable. So when your parents say, oh, it's time to go to bed... You're like, awesome. Sometimes if I'm like playing Wii, I'm like, aw, I want to play Wii more. Sometimes I have lots of energy. Like on the weekends, I love to go to bed, but in the weeks, I don't like to go to bed. So what what time do you go to bed? 8 o'clock. Is that the same every night? Sometimes it's 8.20. My mom comes in, and sometimes my dad will do it, and they will come in and tuck my covers under my um, mattress because I like it like that like the hotels always do and then they turn off the lights and then sometimes I'll be like wait I forgot I need more water in my water bottle or wait mom I need my light on so I can get my lotion on or something like that so you try to stay up as long as possible but kind of are you making up these reasons or you're just kind of it's kind of a routine (laughs) This leads to the question, why do we need to sleep? Um, so we can store up our energy and so we're not crabby during the day. I think that's an excellent hypothesis. Let's see what a scientist had to say. Sleep science with Dr. Avidon. Meet Dr. Alon Avidon. Well, I, I always liked sleeping as a, as a doctor. Dr. Avidon studies sleep at a school called University of California, Los Angeles. He's a sleep expert. 
Dr. Avedon says scientists don't know why we sleep, but they do have some guesses or theories. One theory is sleep is a chance for your brain to do some cleaning. As we go through our day, there are a lot of memories that we don't really need. Memories like what you ate for lunch, or the color of your friend's shirt, or how many holes are in your socks. Going to sleep is probably a mechanism, a way for the brain to sort of filter out the useful information and get rid of the stuff we don't need, and making space for better and newer memories so you can function better the next day. Think of it like deleting pictures or music from your computer to free up more space for new pictures and music. When you sleep, your brain seems to be doing the same thing. Sleep science. What if you don't want to go to sleep? What if you want to stay up all night or pull an all-nighter? Doctor Avidan says when you do that, bad things start to happen to your body and your mind. When you pull an all-nighter, you know I know a lot of kids pull all-nighters. They study for exams. They're more likely to have pimples on on their faces the next day. Wait. So you're telling me if I stay up all night? I might wake up the next day with pimples. Probably in people who have, who go on for several days without sleeping, eventually they become more moody, they become irritable, they're more likely to be in fights, just because the lack of sleep makes us very irritable. Wow, you need sleep not just to keep your body healthy, but so you're not a jerk. So your mind is healthy as well, exactly. Sleep science. So are you feeling awake? Yes. All right, I have a challenge for you. Okay, it's time for the mystery sound. Mystery sound. Here we go. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, is it one of those snoring machines? No, it's a good guess though. I'll give you a hint. Do you want a clue? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the hint. They're not that obvious. They're on bushes, and you hear them sing. So they're on bushes, and they make noise. Mm-hmm. Bats. Another good guess, but not quite. While you're puzzling over that clue, groove on this. Do you ever have a hard time sleeping when you're snuggled?
everybody sleeps. Everybody sleeps. It's part of being alive. From the chimpanzees to the squirrels in the trees to the bees buzzing in their hives. As Suzanne Peacow's song explains, every animal sleeps in some sense. But even though we need a good amount of sleep, not every creature needs as much as we do. Giraffes only need one hour of sleep. And at the other end of the spectrum are brown bats. They sleep for twenty hours a day. And although every animal goes through cycles of rest and activity, their version of sleep may not look like ours. Dolphins, for example, only sleep with half of their brains at a time. So let's go back to that mystery sound since it fits in with what we're talking about right now. Let's hear it again. Any new guesses? Um. Okay, so here's another clue. That man who gave us our first clue, Gary Hevel, he's an entomologist. But is it somebody that studies animals that are nocturnal? That is a really good guess. It's actually someone who studies insects.、Mm-hmm. So does that give you a new guess? All right, I'm just going to tell you the answer. You ready? Okay. It's a cicada. What's a cicada? It's a good question. Let's find out. They have wingspans from maybe an inch or two to quite a few inches, and their body is generally, well, I guess we could call it a small cigar shape. Very large eyes for insects, and they are a sucking insect. They suck juices out of plants, and that's that's their livelihood. So you're probably wondering what this has to do with sleeping. Well, here in Minnesota, we have cicadas. They're known as dog day cicadas because they're around every summer. But the most famous kind of cicada is the seventeen-year cicada. And their fame in the northern states is that they they're underground about sixteen years, and then every seventeenth year they emerge as adults. So a lot of people might think they're sleeping that whole time, sort of an insect version of Rip Van Winkle. But in actuality, they're just moving really slowly. Hanging out, sucking sap out of tree roots, and once they get to be big enough, they emerge from the ground, millions at once. Oh, it's、uh, <laughs> very impressive, and、uh, wonderful for entomologists, and little headache for other people because people have fears of things they don't know about. So imagine, one day no cicadas flying around, and the next day millions of them. They're everywhere. So the ones that don't get eaten by dogs or birds or end up smashed on windshields, they hang out on tree branches making this noise. And the reason the male cicadas make that noise is because they're looking for mates. So the females lay their eggs in small branches, and then after a couple of weeks, they hatch. The nymphs, the very tiny, immature cicadas, without wings, of course,、uh, fall from there to the ground. Then they burrow into the ground, and it starts all over again. So the entomologist that we talked to, to him, he thinks that sound sounds like the word Faroa. 
Something like that. What do you I, think? I have another one. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sleep science. With Dr. Evidot. So, what's his professional opinion on naps? Naps are good. As long as they're about 15 or 20 minutes, they're very useful. The problem is a lot of people take more than 15 minutes. They usually take a two-hour nap. And believe it or not, if you wake up after a two-hour nap, you're more likely to be more sleepy than having a 15-minute nap. Wait, so a shorter nap will give you more energy, but a longer nap makes you even sleepier? Why is that? A shorter nap, you can get enough a light sleep that can be very restorative. It can really give you the energy you need. Unfortunately, if you get a longer nap, you're more likely to go into dream sleep. You're more likely to feel groggy when waking up after a two-hour nap. I guess dreams are exhausting. They are. <laughs> sleep science! So, anything that surprised you about that or that you found particularly interesting? I was surprised and interested that shorter naps give you more energy and longer naps make you more tired. Right, it seems like it might be the opposite. Yeah, that's what I've always thought, and my parents, I guess. As Dr. Avedon mentioned, when you are napping for a long time, you're more likely to dream. Our pal Sandin, who talked to all the doctors for this episode, spoke with Deirdre Barrett from Harvard about the science of dreams. How many dreams do we have every night? We have about five dreams a night. About every hour and a half we start dreaming through the night. So your brain is much quieter during most of your sleep. And then about an hour and a half in, it gets very active and all all the sorts of stories that go on in dreams happen. And then you go back into a much quieter part of sleep and then another dream comes along. If you don't wake up right after a dream, it's forgotten forever. And so it's often the last dream of the night that's remembered. Or if you wake up in the middle of the night because of a noise, you're likelier to remember a dream. But we're not. We're dreaming a lot more than we remember. Can we control our dreams? Yes, not perfectly all the time, but if just as you're falling asleep, you remind yourself of a kind of dream that you like to have and picture that person or that place or, or your favorite movie character or whatever you want to dream about, you make it a lot likelier that you'll dream about whatever that is that night. So if I wanted to dream about, say, being a Jedi, how would I do that? You would picture being a Jedi as you're falling asleep. You would kind of play and and imagine that as you're falling asleep while sort of saying to yourself, I want to dream, I want to dream I'm a Jedi tonight. And it doesn't happen every single night that someone tries it, but it happens a lot if people ask their dreams just, just as they're falling asleep to be on a particular topic, and especially if you picture it, because dreams have so many pictures in them, they kind of respond to a request that's already got a picture associated with it. I'm going to dream that I'm a Jedi. 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 I'm going to dream that. So you did an experiment for us. Mm Mm-hmm. 
where we asked you to see if you could control your dreams following the instructions of Deirdre Barrett. Yep. So tell me, how did it go? What did you try to dream about? I tried to dream about frogs, and then I said to myself, I want to dream about frogs, I want to dream about frogs, and then I did that for about like 30 times, 30 or 50, I can't remember. Right as you were falling asleep? Mm-hmm. I was just in my bed, and I just kept doing that until I fell asleep. And then it didn't work for me the first time, but it worked for me the second time, and it didn't work for me the third time, so it only worked for me once. And my dream was about a frog trying to jump on somebody's head. It was really funny. You said the controlling your dream worked the second night, but not the first or third night. Uh Is there anything that you did different on that second night? I said, I want to dream about frogs. And then in my mind, I thought, frogs, frogs. And then I said, I want to dream about frogs. And then in my mind, I went frogs, frogs, and so on. And so that was different than the other Mm -hmm. nights? On the first night, I went like, I want to dream about frogs, I want to dream about frogs, I want to dream about frogs, I want to dream about frogs. That's all I did. I didn't say anything in my mind. And then on the third night, I only said frogs, frogs, frogs. I want to dream about frogs, frogs, frogs. So it was more powerful to do it inside your mind. Actually, it was both of them. Oh, so the combination of the two is the most powerful. Mm -hmm. For me, it was. Very interesting. about frogs. It was awesome. Looks like it's time for your nap, so let's wrap this up. Okay, I'm really sleepy, so I think you should do the credits. Sure. This episode was produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. Many thanks to Mike Haig, Tammy Delkey, Peter Clowney, Kristen Mueller, Suzanne Picow, Sam Keenan, and John Mueller. Thanks for listening. Head on over to brainzone.org for more episodes and other fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs>